BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, my favorite people. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have you here today. If it's your first time listening, welcome. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. I am so excited to have the OG herself, Gabby Bernstein, on the podcast today. This is Gabby's second or third time on the show. The first time she was on was five and a half years ago. And I remember thinking at that time, as a new podcaster, and I was pretty young, I was like 25, I have officially made it. Gabby Bernstein, my inspiration, my idol is on the podcast. And not much has changed today. I still feel that way. I'm still honored. I still love every conversation I get to have with Gabby. You'll see in this conversation, she just has such wisdom to share. And she has studied internal family systems, the type of therapy that helped her heal. And now she gives me therapist vibes. And if you listen to her podcast, Dear Gabby, you've probably noticed people just call in to Dear Gabby her. So I had to Dear Gabby her in this episode and ask her for some guidance and some wisdom about some postpartum healing questions that I had. And I'm just so grateful that I got to share this time with her. And as always, how do you share 45 minutes with Gabby Bernstein? You pack it full of info and questions and conversation. But I also just wanted to let this conversation flow. So as I do with all my episodes, I kind of just opened it up by chatting. And then we flowed into what I believe this particular conversation was supposed to be. We both cried. We got emotional. We talked about some pretty uh, heavy topics and also some pretty light topics. So there is a lot to cover in this episode. I do want to give a little trigger warning that we talk about pregnancy loss and miscarriage and abortion. And Gabby shares very openly and honestly about her experience last summer with her angel baby, Owen. And I really want to commend her for that vulnerability because she shares this, I know, in hopes of helping other people feel less alone. 
And we really went there. So if any of these topics are painful and difficult for you to listen to, I just wanted to throw that out there. This one is emotional. We go all over the board, but we also bring it back to the cornerstones of TBB. We talk about her astrology chart and cats. We're both cat moms, boy moms, and we go into all of it. So thank you, Gabby, for coming on the show. This was special to me, and I know it will be special to the audience. And before we get into the episode, my TBB tip of the week is something that has been on my heart, which is turning a blind eye to negativity. And whether you're in the public eye or you're just experiencing some of this in your private life, we are always going to push people's buttons when we are really truly ourselves and when we show up in the world unabashedly and unafraid and speaking our truth and sharing our wisdom and sharing our heart. I know that Oprah is famous for saying when you talk about things the world is not necessarily ready for, you're going to trigger some people. You're going to push some people's buttons and they might be really mad and they might come after you because they might not realize that you are just a mirror for their own experience and that they're projecting their own pain and hurt and suffering onto you. So my lesson in the public eye, and especially as I step back into podcasting after taking six months off of maternity leave, is to continue to stand in my truth and to never shrink to make other people feel comfortable. And I'm a people pleaser. I'm a triple Libra. So I have found myself in the past finding ways to dance dance around my truth in order to make other people feel comfortable and good and to not rock the boat and to not piss off the general public by just talking openly about my spiritual awakening and my healing from Lyme disease. And sometimes that is definitely not going to land with the right audience. And I just have to keep going with my flow and knowing that this audience is ready for it. And this audience is ready for the spice and the full out version of me, which is TBB 7.0, which we always talk about. So I wanted to thank you guys. If you are on my email newsletter, then you received a pretty vulnerable email from me when I was in Kauai. And if you're not on my newsletter, I will link it in the show notes because I would love to have you on it. I talk about some things there that I don't really talk about anywhere else because it's such a safe space. And I wanted to thank you because a lot of you left incredibly kind ratings and reviews for this podcast. And you also emailed me the kindest words and it kept me going. It kept me going in a dark moment in a difficult place because I am human and I do get emotional and I feel everything. So thank you guys so much. And if you're not on the email newsletter, if you would be so kind as to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Send me a screenshot to jordanatthebalancemond.com. I can thank you by sending you a personal thank you email as well as a free yoga ebook for taking the time to rate and review. So my tip is to be yourself no matter what because the light always overtakes the darkness and negativity doesn't win. And at the end of the day, are you really not going to show up as your true, authentic, full out? spicy 7.0 most vulnerable self just because someone might criticize you and think about you for 10 or 15 seconds out of their day when you are the one who lives your life 24 7. That's my tip, my TBB tip of the week. So with that, let's get into this episode with my inspiration, Gabby Bernstein. (music) 
Gabby, you're here. I'm so excited that we get to do this together. You are beautiful. You're glowing. I am juicy. I'm glowing. You really are. And it's always such a gift to talk to you. You know that you are my OG inspiration. You are the original pioneer in this whole entire field. And I don't even want to introduce you because everyone knows Gabby Bernstein. I have your gorgeous newest book in my hands. And it's incredible. So vulnerable. I mean, vulnerable is such an overused word these days, but this book is vulnerability. So I actually had to use that word. And I want to hear all about, I just want to hear all about everything. So tell us where you are in life. I think you were on the podcast five years ago. So give us Mm. a brief update because it's been Mm. so much has changed. Where am I in life? Right now, I hear my kittens in the bathroom slapping at the toilet water. Love. <laughs> Love. Cat, cat mom life and boy mom life are the best. Really the best. I am definitely cat mom, boy mom. I am really good. I'm really grounded in my boundaries, in my mental health, in my physical health and well-being in my work, my marriage. I'm, I'm good. I'm solid. Mm-hmm. I'm solid. I am the, the result of a lot of hard work. A lot of, a lot of good, when I say hard work, not hard, but like commit, committed, devoted spiritual growth and personal development that at times was hard, but worth every moment. Yes. And deep work. That gives me chills because I know where you've been and what you've been through these last few years. And I can relate to a lot of it, especially being postpartum. I was listening to you on the Ed Milet podcast this morning and you said something about just not being well, like truly just breakdown tantrums. And I was like, oh my God, so it's not just me. Postpartum, it's it's normal to feel that way, whether it's labeled as postpartum anxiety or depression or whether it's just what you're going through that day, which is how it is for me. It's like a roller coaster. So how did you get to this place now of just radiating, grounded, calm, health, all of it? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad that you brought up the postpartum thing because I think this is such a big conversation for your audience. And I want to be a support system for anyone who's thinking about having a baby, pregnant, delivery, just delivered, going through postpartum, experiencing postpartum symptoms even two years out, because it's a topic that isn't spoken about enough and there's solutions and we deserve to feel good and have the support that we need. And just because we are strong, powerful beings as women that have the ability to carry pregnancy and birth it into the world, we doesn't mean that we are superwoman. It doesn't mean that we have, that we don't experience biochemical conditions. It doesn't mean that we don't experience insane hormonal responses. It doesn't mean that our body doesn't take such a massive hit. And I think that the world has this expectation of, okay, well, you know, this is what women do. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> Tell us. Totally. This is, this is, you know, we, we, we came into these bodies and we didn't necessarily sign up for that. Right. Yeah. We didn't necessarily sign up for like our body being completely changed for our, a mental state being completely whacked out for our life. Just, and this isn't everybody's story. So I want to be really cautious of making sure that 
there are plenty of mothers that have like the perfect labor delivery. And and I did. I had the perfect labor, the perfect delivery. I joked about it being my Beyonce birth because I was the only one delivering in this little tiny country hospital. Oh yeah, that sounded amazing. I mean, it was the most amazing day of my entire life. And it was, and it, I would, oh God. And it was worth every second of the postpartum experience because I, mm-hmm. you know, I had that, right? So we all have our our stories and our journeys. and and But I do think it's really important to right here, right now with you, give voice to the unspoken trauma of what it is to carry, deliver, and be a new mom. And I want to use that word because it's traumatizing to the body. And by the way, the most elevating, exciting, happy moment of your life can also be super traumatizing. Yes, that's true. It's not, it can all coexist. And it's not just trauma because of the physical or if you're having a mental illness afterwards or you're having a physical problem afterwards, or, but it's also the historical trauma from our childhood that just comes right to the surface and is planted right in front of your face. The moment you put that baby in your arms and you're like, holy shit, I don't want to do what I got. I don't want to be who I was. I want my child to have something more or all that comes up around that. Yeah, it makes it so real. The thought of then being a mother, it turns into a reality. And then you're like, oh yeah, every move I make now with this child is going to affect his life. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like dreaming of I'll be the best mom in the world one day. It's, it's, it's right in front of you. And it, yeah. it can be very confronting. Okay, guys, let's talk about piercings. I got my ears pierced in the mall, probably like everybody else, at Claire's when I was 12 years old with my mom and two of my best friends. And it was chaotic. It was chaotic. It was a rite of passage. It was fun. I remember feeling so grown up when I did it, but I would do it very differently this time. There are so many new and cool ways to go about piercings, and that's why I'm so excited to be working with Studs. Studs is reimagining the piercing experience for each and every year. So if you want to refresh your look with a new piercing or you need pro styling advice, you can shop online or stop into Studs in LA, New York, Austin, Nashville, Miami, Boston, or Seattle. And they also have more stores coming soon. I love that this new experience exists as compared to what I did in the chaotic mall experience when I was younger. And they just do everything high quality all around. That's why they're TBB approved. They don't use a piercing gun. They use single use needles. Their earrings are made from high quality materials that will not turn your skin green or give you any sort of allergy. And they also have over 250 styles of all different types of earrings. And... I'm thinking about getting a second piercing, you guys, especially for next year. We have a lot of vacations coming up. I just think it looks so cool. And right now, Studs is offering our listeners 20% off your first purchase with promo code BALANCED. Go to studs.com and use code BALANCED, B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D, for 20% off your first purchase. That is studs.com, promo code BALANCED. Enjoy. 
Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru. And you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. And like I said, I'm not going to speak for all women, but I think most women out there who have lived through that journey can probably raise their hand and say yes to something I just said, because it's, it's a, it's no small thing. Mm-hmm. No small. And no. So yeah, we got to give voice to it. We got to honor it. Absolutely. And you said something to me right before we started recording, which really stuck with me that pregnancy is an autoimmune condition in a way. It is. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's inflammatory to the body obviously. The blood volume alone, I mean, carrying a baby and then birthing that baby, no matter how the birth goes. And for those of us who have had chronic pain and chronic illness, as much as we try not to identify with it, it can be very difficult in those, in those months after, which is where I am right now. So I'm just dear Gabbying you to kind of ask you, What is the best mindset shift that I can make or what can I do to support my body and my mind during this Mm -hmm. postpartum time? Well, I want you to to stay really honest with yourself, right? About the physical and mental stuff. Because one of the things that happens, particularly in the space of personal growth and the wellness space, is that we can override our truth because we want to be super holistic or we want to be, you know, you know, I can, I can get myself out of this because I've done it before or whatever the storyline is. And for me, that was actually really dangerous because I was living with, at the time, suicidal depression. And that's not your story. So we're not going to put that on you. But I had that and I was trying to ashwagandha my way out of it. Mm-hmm. And I needed, I needed medicated support. I needed, I needed an antidepressant to save my life because I would have taken my life. So that honesty of what is my level of, not even level of tolerance, like what is my level of wellness that I am able to handle with the support that I have or do I need more? Whether it's mental or whether it's physical. And sometimes more may look different than our standard path. You know, prior to being pregnant, I had never fulfilled a prescription in the pharmacy. I was brought up homeopathic. I had healed myself naturally for, for all methods. And here I was now postpartum with levothyroxine in my pharmacy, you know, Zoloft on my pharmacy for a period of time. I needed sleep support because I was having anxiety and insomnia. And so this is someone who like literally never had a pill bottle in their, it was my, my, my cabinets were filled with supplements, you know, yeah, and like roots and whatever. And this, these, I had to accept that God was in the medication. Mm, I had yeah. to accept that my pregnant, that pregnancy is an autoimmune disease that sometimes needs further support in order for me to survive as a human. And so there's my permission to all your listeners and to you that to stay open to whatever it is that you need and to trust that there's God in all of it. Okay? I love that. I love that. Yeah. To know that there's God in everything, even, and sometimes especially the things that we resist the most. Mm-hmm. And I've I've had a similar thing with the medication, but more so about my physical health. Kind of yeah. like I was telling you before we started recording, 
my mental health, emotional health is in a pretty decent place for postpartum. My physical health has been, it has been cataclysmic. It's like every single day I wake up, I have either hives on my face or my lips have been cracked and bleeding for a year and a half or ever since I got pregnant. And it's been so confusing. And then all the chronic pain coming back up. I joke that I feel like a 95-year-old woman half the time physically. I don't know where that comes from, but I've done all the tools. I've done, you know, I've tried so much when it comes to mindset and plant medicine. And that has worked for me so beautifully up until now. And then as of a few weeks ago, I had to go fulfill what felt like a hundred prescriptions for steroids and different things just so that I could wake up without my eyes swollen shut from hives and just start there because good for you. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you to be the best mother that I can be. And I know that's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh goodness. I'm, I have full body chills. I'm going to cry for you because I understand because for me, it was mental illness and for you, it's physical and it's all the same because we, we can't, Pregnancy does things to us that we can't control. Mm -hmm. And I always come back to the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And so right here, right now, you have had the bravery to say, I got to accept the things I can't change and to really accept the things I can, right? Mm-hmm. I have I have God in this medication and I'm going to take it and I'm going to do it just for myself, but also because I have a human I need to show up for. Yeah, that makes everything. That changes everything. The perspective shift of then having a child. And then it's no joke because it's like we take care of ourselves, hopefully for our own selves as well. But when there's somebody, a little baby who needs you and needs you to be the best version of yourself, there's just mm-hmm. no other option. So I have chills listening to everything that you said. And I truly like could have cried at any any point in everything that you've shared so far because it's just so real. And mm-hmm. this motherhood journey is so real. And something else I wanted to talk to you about, if if you're open to it, is the process of of grief and everything you've been through with with your second child, Owen. And I have a dear friend who went through something similar around the same exact time. And named her baby boy the same thing. So when that, when you posted, I mean, I cried for days just because the synchronicities were out of this world. And this is your experience. Her experience is, is similar, but different. And I don't want to speak for anyone's experience, but that struck me as so profound in so many ways. And even just for her and for everyone else listening who has been through something similar, I would just love to know your process of finding peace. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And I'm, my heart goes out to your friend and her baby, Owen. I, in 2020, started doing fertility treatment to conceive another child. And at the time I was 40, 40, 40, yeah, 40, 40, 41, something like that. <laughs> 40, I think. I believed that I could do it, you know, it was going to work and whatnot. And it took nine rounds of treatment to, and a lot of speaking up for myself and awareness of my own needs and advocating for myself with the doctors to get to the place where I finally did retrieve and, and get a healthy boy embryo. When I was in the operating room, when you, so you get the health, the embryo, I had my embryo tested because of my age. I only got one. 
He got one embryo. Yeah. And it, he tested and he was, his tests were perfect. And I remember when I was in the, the, the room where they, they do the implantation, I was there and I was like in the stirrups, you know, and the embryologist came in and, and the doctor was so bizarre. Like, I don't know how, like this was seemingly inappropriate, but I loved it. The doctor's like, listen, I know this is totally inappropriate, but the embryologist is a big fan of yours. Can she come in? I'm like naked in the stirrups. Oh like, my God. Yeah, I guess. And she came in and she just said, I want you to know that I put a lot of prayer into your embryo. Uh, I knew it was you. She's like, I got on the phone with you that maybe somebody else has the name Gabby Bernstein. But the second you said to me, she called me to tell me that she had my embryo, that she was testing it. And I said, say prayers and 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 send high vibes into my embryo. And so that's when she knew it was me. Yeah. Then, you know, she was just wanting to come in and say like, oh, I'm really happy that this is working out for you. And so it was just a beautiful moment. And yeah. I had, you know, the, the Jai Jagdish song, Hallelujah playing. And it was like, they say that when the embryo enters into your uterus and it implants, that it, when it comes in, it's like, it can look like this shooting star. Sometimes you get a shooting star, sometimes you don't. And so I'm listening to this music and I'm like holding the hand of the nurse and like, I see the shooting star. It was just that moment. I wish I could bottle that feeling because it was one of the moments that I was the closest to God I've ever felt in that moment of just witnessing this human coming into my body, watching it happen, wow. watching this little embryo enter into my body and implant it. You know, it's un- so beautiful. And so I didn't watch it implant, but like that took a few days. And so I carried that, that boy, his name is Owen. And I carried him for five and a half months. And at my 20 week scan, we uh, were very traumatized to find out that he was not growing and there was not enough fluid around him. And I wasn't, our, my, my placenta wasn't giving him what he needed. I don't, I actually never read the full autopsy report, but I do know that it was some placenta business. And so I was carrying a baby alive and I was two weeks legally. So I was five and a half months pregnant in New York state at six months, you can no longer abort the child. You'd, I would have had to go full term, which my doctor later told me that it could have taken my life. Like I could have gone into sepsis and it would have been really dangerous for me if I had had to carry full term. So that's really a big hot point for me now because that's in New York where the laws are six months. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like most of us have our 20 week scan. You can make a decision before six months. That's, that's, and that's a decision that I did not, what, what mother of a five and a half month old baby that's chosen that child and has worked hard and spent money and time and gained 20 pounds and all the things that go with IVF to carry this baby wants to let it go, right? Like who, who wants to have an abortion in that moment? But I also wanted to live for my three-year-old son, Oliver. Yes. And so this brings me to have obviously very controversial conversation, but I am fucking irate about what's happening in our country. And I'm going to speak about it loud and proud because in this instance right here, right there, my life as a 42-year-old mother to another child would not, would have been at risk in half of our country now. Wow. That's an example of, just one of many examples of how this, this recent decision is going to really fuck up people's lives. And I'm, I'm going to just speak frankly about it. So please maybe, do. Maybe there's pro-life people out there, but I'm, I'm going to be unapologetic about my opinion. As so. you should. And I, I'm so glad that you are. And it's so important. And you've had this experience. You've lived through this experience. And you know 
better than just about anyone else. Like we go through these things and you do have such a platform and such a voice. And here you are, you know, speaking yeah. about it and, and helping people out there by speaking about it. So thank you. Guys, I am thrilled about my new podcast partner, Thrive Cosmetics. I have been a fan for as long as I can remember. They are high-performance beauty and skincare products made with clean ingredients that even sensitive skin will love. There are no parabens, sulfates, phthalates, and they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. They also have a give-back cause, which is called Bigger Than Beauty, where they donate to help communities thrive for every product purchased so you can feel really, really good about this company and supporting them, and they also will make your skin look amazing. A couple of my favorite products are their Brilliant Eye Brightener, which I've been really into lately because I've been sitting under the lights and camera at Dear Media, and it just really brightens and opens up your eyes and gives you an instant eye lift. I also love their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara, which is their best-selling product. It mimics the look of eyelash extensions, but without the damaging glue or having to go into a salon and sit there. So if you're low maintenance like me, you can just use this mascara and it gives you that vibe with a really easy removal as well. And now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself because right now you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash balanced. That is Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash balanced for 15% off your first order. Enjoy. Cannot wait to hear what you think. I think the grief journey for me is actually coming up right now. I'm really emotional right here because I think like with this recent Roe v. Wade being overturned, I think it actually is like a, I'm having a trauma response to it because I'm like, I know for the four days that I had to walk around carrying a baby who I knew was dying and who was not well or maybe going to live, but wasn't going to live once he was delivered. Like those four days were so traumatizing that like, I am so, my heart is so broken for any woman who doesn't have the choice to care for themselves. Broken. So at my company, we've made commitments to, we have, we have an abortion policy. We have a pro-choice policy for people who need support in those moments. I am going to do everything I can publicly to talk about it. And here we are. Thank you for this platform to do so. And then as it relates to grief of that kind of loss, it comes in waves. It's coming here right now. Like I'm able to witness and notice that fierce, outraged part of me is actually a grief response. Yes, absolutely. Grief for what I had to do. Grief for what I had no, that I had, a, of course, you know, you have a choice. Well, in that moment, I had a choice. I could let it go or I could carry on, but carrying on would have been very detrimental to my body, my well-being, my life, my child's future my husband's future. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's really emotional. And I want to say also when it comes to grief that I was really proud of myself because a few weeks after the d and and 
my, you know, now I'm like, okay, I'm coming to terms with this. I really had this moment of like, holy shit, Gabby, the decades of counseling women on this exact issue is actually here to hold you now. And I was so proud to see myself sitting in the seat of my own foundational work and to be really resilient. So resilient. And brave and able to really see now, eight months later, seven months later, that's how I had to get to where I am right now. She's right now. I'm actually really happy to have one, one amazing boy. Yeah. It's actually what I want. And I don't, and I would never, me, Gabby, like, I wouldn't have been able to get there without that full journey. Mm-hmm. Of course. So there's no accident. No, no. And I want to honor you so much for what you've experienced and what you've been through because resilience doesn't even begin to cut it as a word. It is just like the ultimate strength. And it's true. You have canceled others and, and that foundational work. It's so important. But until you go through something yourself, it just blasts you wide open. And I can only imagine what that experience was like for you. And I was so emotional as you were speaking, just thinking for you and for all the women who've had to make a choice like that, or even like my friend, it wasn't so much of a choice as it truly just happened. And it was just shocking and heartbreaking. And then being a mother of a baby boy and, and just knowing like, it's so precious. Life is so precious. And these experiences are just reminder slaps in the face reminders of life is so precious and Mm -hmm. you do seem and I feel your energy really truly in such a beautiful place and it's such a inspiration to witness I mean you're an inspiration on every level but this is this is truly an inspiration to witness thank you and one of the things that really carried me and continues to even in this moment is something I write about in happy days is the part of my trauma recovery throughout my life has been a therapy called internal family systems therapy, which I've done in my own therapy for a decade. And then I got on to train, to train, to be a practitioner in the work. And it's based on the met, the belief system that we all have these different parts of who we are. And so when we can witness ourselves in the parts, we can say, Oh, there's grief oh, wait, that rage actually is protecting me from deeper grief. And the more you start to become, and I write about it, there's a whole chapter about it in in Happy Days. It's a lot to unpack here. But when you start to see yourself as a multiple being with multiple different parts of who you are, you can witness what the reactivity is showing you? What is it revealing to you? Mm -hmm. So just even being in this moment, being able to say, oh, my extreme outrage, which every woman, many, many, most, you know, 80% of the women in this country are experiencing right now, or 80% of the people in this country, let's just say, we, we have these ways of reacting. And the reaction is always going to have some level of a part of us that's being protective of something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And that rage, my goodness, the rage I'm experiencing is really there protecting a deeper feeling, which is grief. Yeah, that's so powerful. I love that part of your book. And I love that system, internal family systems, learning about the parts of ourselves and knowing they're all there to protect the other. And and it's all so interconnected. It's like we are these huge onions and peeling back the layers of the onions. As cliche as that sounds, that's what I'm that's what I'm envisioning as you speak. And then to get to the core is is wild. And something else that you talk about in that part of the book is the baseline that we all have, kind of like this threshold for overcoming pain and how your baseline shifted with everything that you experienced. So is that something that you could talk about? Yeah, I think that... So Happy Days, the subtitle is important for everyone. It's the guided path from trauma to profound freedom and inner peace. And it delivers on that promise. It does. It does. It really does. And it's I share the journey of what it meant to be an alcoholic and a, and a cocaine addict and then to not know why. And then at 36, to remember abuse from my childhood that was the whole catalyst and reason for my addiction and addictive behaviors. And then to go into the journey of recovering from that trauma. And then, of course, the postpartum journey that I shared here. And so every step of my journey from birth to the present has been a journey of undoing fear and remembering love. And each step of the way help, helped me get to a new, a newer, a newer, a newer baseline of safety. So sobriety helped me become more safe in my baseline. Remembering the trauma got me to therapeutic practices that helped me get to a new baseline. Going through depression, through postpartum and having to take medication got me to a new baseline of safety. And the, being, the ability to be there to do deeper work was another baseline of safety. And so I continued to shine that crystal that is me by every day waking up and saying, okay, what is this day going to show me now? What new learning is available to me? And that's my life commitment to myself and to the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's wild how we can shift that baseline and it does take so much work and it's so worth it. And something a lot of my audience wanted to hear from you is about the inner child healing work that you've talked about. And I'm also curious, this memory that you had of being abused as a child came to you in a dream. Do you think that that came to you in a dream from your higher self, from your guides? Like it was time to have this remembrance? Mm, Yeah. Well, coming back to the baseline, I asked my therapist, I said, why now? Why at 36? Why am I remembering now? And she said, because your baseline, you know, your your safety, you were safe enough to remember. Oh, wow. Not everybody has that privilege of having the safety to remember because a lot of times these kinds of memories can 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 be brought upon by a smell or a song or another trauma, right? So witnessing Roe v. Wade being overturned could have potentially activated somebody in a trauma that they were unaware of. Or when you're going through big life transitions, which also was happening for me at the time, I just got married, we were family planning. My husband was leaving his job to run our business. So there was so much change happening, which is another catalyst often for repressed memories to come forward. So when it happened and how it happened through the dream was that my guides, was that my subconscious, was that my higher self, yeah, 
all of the above. I think that that gentle way of remembering was a way of my subconscious coming through safely to give me a message that was going to be really unsafe to receive. Mm -hmm. Dreams are so powerful in that way. Definitely. Yeah, that's interesting. I can see that, how the memory would come to you when you're in this safe enough place with your baseline to receive it with you as a person because you are such a powerful energy and you're a Scorpio. I know this about you and I've gotten so into astrology and I just see how your aura, your energy was like, this memory is going to come back when we can handle it. And like you said, not everybody has that experience, but I see how that was your experience and it's incredible. And then you were able to write a book like this that's, that's helping so many. Yeah. I love that that slogan, like, God will only give you what you can handle. Yeah. I come back to that every day. I'm like, God can only give us what we can handle. So I know, even though some of this feels unbearable at times, I can handle it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And mm-hmm. I, I believe that we are gifted these moments of breakdown so that they can be the catalyst for the breakthrough. Mm-hmm. I am often heard quoting the Ama quote of when an eggshell cracks from the outside, it's broken. When it cracks from the inside, it's reborn. And I believe that when we go through really difficult things, there are actually moments of rebirth. I think so too. It's like a death and rebirth cycle, which I think motherhood has been and so many experiences that, that I've been through and I know you have too. And the death process is so hard, but the rebirth is everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, God, we need to be, I feel that the tools for rebirthing, the tools for trauma recovery are mandatory for living in this lifetime now. Mm -hmm. And while I think that Happy Days isn't necessarily a book for everyone, only it is a book for everyone, which is like marketer's nightmare, but it's a book for everyone because <laughs> everyone's traumatized. Mm-hmm. It's not a book for everyone because it's a book for the willing. Mm-hmm. It's a book for, so everyone could benefit from it, but not everyone should read it. Mm-hmm. It's read it when you believe you need it. Read it when you become brave enough to wonder what lives beneath your patterns, your addictions, your pain, your anxiety or emotional disturbances be reading it when you're willing to go big and wake up mm-hmm. I totally agree yeah when we're willing to bust through those patterns that is life-changing so much of our personality as a lot of us now know is patterns like patterns of just how we've learned to behave and that shift of of getting past that is huge. And I totally agree. Your book is for those who are ready to do that. And it's also, it's very accessible. I mean, you know this about all your books, like it shares so deeply and so vulnerably about the darkness, but it gives so many tangible tips to overcome and to find peace and live in the light. And so I would recommend it. I feel like everyone listening, you guys have to read this don't be scared to break through your patterns. It's really hard and scary. But this book too is really accessible to people who want that piece. And I made a real conscious decision to co-regulate with the reader, to consistently 
know in the book the moments that would be triggering and to overly reiterate and emphasize my presence as the author Mm -hmm. and the permission to skip ahead, the permission to go back to a self-regulating method. It's a, it's a gentle journey. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what I wish I had when I remembered my trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why we go through. I wish I had. Yeah. It's the book I wish I had. And that's the reason for everything. Do you feel like all of your books were the books you wish you had at a certain time? Yeah, but particularly this one. Mm -hmm. But all my books I wrote for myself first. Yeah, that's the way to do it. That is absolutely the way to do it. And I'm, I'm curious about your process, your channeling process. You're so much, you're very open now about mediumship and receiving downloads and guidance. And we also share a dear friend, Marianne DeMarco, an -hmm. incredible medium who's been, I I think, life-changing for us both. When you're writing your books, how much do you feel is channeled? Is it all of it? Well, it's a co-creation. It's a collaborative effort. So I am writing with my own life experience, which is channeled into the work. I'm writing with spirit guides that are there to kind of open me up to even the book I need to read or that video I need to watch or that audio I need to hear to sort of give me the information to channel the next chapter. Mm-hmm. So sort of like this directive. Like Hi, kitties. That's wrong, girls. So <laughs> I, I have that. And then I actually literally have the downloads. So sometimes when I'm writing... I feel the presence of spirit come through. I feel my hands begin to get taken over. I feel the audible messaging come through and then the words that are not mine. Often when I read my books back for the read of the audio or just in general reading them, I'm reading it and I'm like, who the fuck wrote this? Yes. It's, it's, I write every single word of my books, but there's a level of, do you want to come in, sweetheart? Oh come yeah, in. they can totally come oh, hang. The babies. He knows she loves to come when I'm recording. Come here, baby. I know it's the best. Hold on. This is my first baby. This baby came to me when I was when I was in the hospital, having going through the, the about to do the DNA. I called the breeder and I said, "Get me a cat." Oh, <laughs> what's her name? Her name is Jimmy Blue. Hi, beautiful She's girl. She's I love. I wish my cat Hudson was here. He would absolutely love your energy. Yeah, and so does Lily Girl. My little baby Lily came through too. So magical. But yeah, to answer the question about the books, the collaboration. I can feel it and I can hear it and I read it back and I'm like, whoa, where did yeah, that come from? I know. It's like a blackout moment. The only reason I have my phone out is because I'm going to my rapid fire questions to ask you some of the questions that I ask everyone who comes on. The first one is, do you know your sun rising and moon signs? We know your sun sign. Aries, moon, Sag rising, I think. It might be the opposite one. Scorpio with... Sag rising. Sag rising, Aries moon. Oh, I see that. You got a lot of fire. Oh, so much fire. You're so fiery. And Scorpios, although water sign, I always see Scorpios to be quite fiery as people as well. I love that. That's beautiful. My son's a Sagittarius. My husband's a Leo. I have Sag, I have Sag, Sag, Sag. My son's December 19th and then my husband's December 8th. Really? Oh yeah, my son is December 21st. So right there. I love those little Sag boys. 
Oh, okay. Oliver. I want to meet Oliver one day. Oh, yeah. Everyone should. I mean, my, my kid is going to be doing some cool shit in the world. He is a wonderful presence in the world. What's he like? What's his personality like? He's such a combination of me and my husband. He's super confident and loquacious and fun. And he's also extremely detail-oriented. He also has a lot of like high expectations for himself. At this, you can see it so young, you know, mm-hmm. he's playing tennis and he can't hit the ball. He throws the racket on the ground. I'm going to do it. You know, that's very much his dad. Like yeah. wants perfection, which is going to serve him in many ways. And hopefully I can support him in letting it serve him more than harm him. Yes. Um, and he's going to be a builder, I'm sure, or some kind of infrastructure. He loves his construction site and he works on it every day for six months. Now he has been building his construction site. And it's it's something you've never seen before. It's really? Incredible. And he's only only three and a half. Right. Epic. Oh my God. Okay, I got to meet him one day. We got to get the baby boys together. The Sagittarius baby boys together. And he's mama's boy. Oh, love a mama's boy. Loves his mama. That is so sweet. And do you know your human design? No. Oh, we should look it up sometime. Yeah. yeah, if you send me your birth info, I can look it up for you. I'm I Enneagram 8. I know that. Oh, you are? Enneagram 8? What is the 8? What is eight, the... like the leader, the like walking 10 steps ahead of you on the street. Like, <laughs> I, I know. You're such an 8. Oh my God, that sounds like my dad. My dad is always 20 feet ahead of us. We're like, bye. It's like you're not even with your family. You're just leading the pack. Leading the pack. Yeah. yeah. Well, you are such a leader. Do you have a favorite number? Four. Why is it four? I don't know. It's always been my favorite number. Mm-hmm. Lucky number. What life lesson did you learn the hard way? Hmm. Um, many. I, I would say the hard way. We can't lead from our child parts. Wow. That is powerful. If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you be doing for work? You know, I've asked myself this a lot. I definitely would be doing something in marketing. I love marketing. I love like just 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 bringing things out into the world. So producing and marketing something. Mm-hmm. You're a good marketer. I could totally see that, and that's what you did before this career, right? Like PR. I, did. I worked PR. Had a PR company for five years. I didn't have any background in PR. I was just sort of naturally good at marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I could totally see that. What is the meaning of life? To unlearn all of the fears so that we can remember the love of who we are. Wow. That's so beautiful. If you could have dinner with three people in the world, who would they be? Esther Hicks. Mm. Should I just like line up all the mediums? I know. Uh, (laughs) That's literally what I would do. Yeah. I would say, who else would I like to have there? It sounds cheesy, but Obama. Love to talk to. I'd love to have Ruth Bader Ginsburg at dinner and sort of just hear how she sort of pick her brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. have you met Esther Hicks before? No, but that would be one I could get dinner with. So we could. yeah, yeah, totally. Because I haven't met her either, but that might be you know at the very top not of impossible. my list as well. Yeah, no, yeah. not at all. I mean, you guys should meet. I could actually see that happening. I want to have her on my podcast. Let's, let's manifest that. Let's manifest it. Yes. I mean, that's the ultimate. That is top of the list. For us, for you and me. For us, for me and you. Other people are like, who is that? Um, (laughs) Yeah, she's special though. My goodness. And how do you start your day every day? 
I start my day with my son coming in and mama. <laughs> so I yeah. just start my day with mommy. Sweet my boy. Oh, I love it. I love it. This was so fun, Gabby. I could talk so to you fun. forever. I mean, this is so really nice. Good. Yeah, well, you and I are on the same page, sister. I know. I feel like we are we are soul sisters. The the final yeah. final question I'll ask you, because a lot of my audience wanted to know this. We talk about star seeds and aliens. A bunch of my audience said, Does Gabby believe in aliens? And one of them said, Does she know she is a star seed? Oh, thank you, I guess. I don't know. I know. I'm you know. I definitely believe that there's more life out there and I don't get into it too much. It's not sort of where I've leaned, but yeah, I believe that there's definitely some aliens. Oh, oh. <laughs> she agrees. Oh my God, she agrees. Wait, that was the best thing ever. Everyone <laughs> use that as an emoji for the show. We have to. Everyone listening who can't see us, Gabby's cat just started hanging from the, the wall the behind her. Yeah. Any any audio person right now is going to freak out because that just ruins the perfection of the sound. But but cats do what they want. She's the queen. My cat Hudson is the king. They do what they that want. That was really cool. That was so cool. Yeah. And especially with that moment, you were saying, you know, life <laughs> elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sign. Oh, so I good. love it. Oh, well, thank you um, so much, Gabby, yeah. for coming on. Where can everyone find you? Well, I have my own podcast called Dear Gabby. I am at, at Gabby Bernstein on Instagram. Everything's at deargabby.com. Yes. Amazing. Thank you so much. It's always so good to talk to you and see you. And I hope I get to see you in person soon for the first time in a long time. Do you remember when we ran into each other outside of Whole yes. Foods? Yeah. So <laughs> outside of Whole Foods in Soho. Yep. And I was like, I can't remember. I think I came up to you and I was like, Gabby? Because we had talked, I think, on email. This was like seven years ago, but that was such a cool little synchronistic moment. And so and much has changed. My husband always jokes around, like I always run into people at Whole Foods because my husband's like, you're Whole Foods famous. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. My I, demo is just in Whole Foods. So, I relate. I relate, by the way. But you're definitely Whole Foods famous. Yeah. And also yes. in LA, it's Erwan famous. So when you right, come to, yeah, LA and go to Erwan, it's like every, you know, that's our people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's I love it. Oh, well, thank you so much, Gabby. I can't wait for this one to come out. And thank you for sharing from your heart and for all the work that you do in the world. It's so special. And I'm so thankful for you. I love you, sweetheart. I love you, thank too. I love you, too. Thank you. And please um, use me as a resource right now to support you through this journey because it's you need help. You need people helping mm -hmm, you. For sure. I know. When you say support, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know the areas of support that I need. I was under the impression that I could have a baby and have my parents help me and work full time and not have a nanny. And then something hit me around my my son being five months it's a few bullshit. months ago. And I was like, what was I even thinking? And funny coming from me because I had a nanny who was super influential in my life, who I'm still very close to. So I love the idea of of nannies and help and more love for the child. So that's what I'm working on now is finding some more support. Please, please get help. My yeah. God. Yeah. Please. Definitely. We can't God bless do you. it all. I know. Yeah, you have if you're not going to work, maybe don't mm -hmm. get help. Maybe mm -hmm. then get help. <laughs> get help. Yeah. 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 Please. It's wild. I really, I really need, yeah, I need that space for myself. Even when I'm not working is what I realized because I, I have help for when I'm working. 
but I need some space. I'm a reflector in human design. We, we need, I mean, everyone needs space, but we are sponges, me. So I gotta like, I need to take a bath by myself. I need to read oh, by myself. Yes. I need to oh. sleep. Yeah, thank you. Yes. And then put that baby in daycare or whatever you gotta do. Like just mm-hmm. get it going on. Mm-hmm. I gotta yeah. do it. Help. I will. It's the only way. Yeah, and luckily Atticus. No, it's the only way. There's plenty of people that can't afford it and they right. have to other way but you, if you can afford it you got to do it totally your well-being you yeah do it yeah luckily my baby loves everyone he's extremely social he like crawls away from us at the park to go sit with another family so he's super happy with everybody yeah yeah Great. yeah Enjoy. thank you. you i love you we'll talk soon and thank you yeah. so much for doing this oh my god so fun i know so fun have an amazing day bye love Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode with Gabby Bernstein. She is my OG inspiration and I adore her. Check out her book, Happy Days, for more on the topics that we talked about in this episode. And also thank you to our incredible sponsors. For today's show, we've got Studs and Thrive Cosmetics. You can find all of the links and discount codes in the show notes. These are new sponsors and I'm really excited to have them here on the show. Again, if you feel inspired to rate and review the show on Apple, please send me a screenshot to jordanatthebalancebond.com so I can thank you. I love you guys so much and I am beyond thankful for your existence. Talk next week. Mwah.